0: Section 28 of Shakespeare and Music. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. Shakespeare and Music by Christopher Wilson. Section 28 Shakespeare's Songs. William Linley, born 1771, edited two volumes octavo of settings to Shakespeare's lyrics called Dramatic Songs. Some of them are by Purcell, Arne, etc., but unfortunately the majority are by the editor, who seems to have had no exaggerated respect for Shakespeare's text but a very high opinion of his own powers mr linley has some very naive remarks to make in the observations printed after the preface writing of the lyrics sung by feste in twelfth night he says though there is a whimsical point about them they are not inelegantly written this of come away death Lindley proceeds shakespeare evidently meant that it should be sung with pathetic expression but one is not prepared to relish it from the clown and there is nothing ludicrous in the words and the plaintive wildness which they seem to demand from the music could not by any aid of preparation be given by the clown so as to produce a feeling of melancholy it would be more likely to excite laughter after these preliminary remarks one may expect anything from our editor and when one remembers the exquisite pathos of mr curtis pounds's singing of augustus barrett's setting at his majesty's one can smile at the pretentious want of knowledge displayed in Linley's short introduction his own setting which is before me is sorry stuff words and phrases are repeated over and over again he does not even set the first sentence correctly he says come away death come away and continues his improvement throughout the song the same thing occurs throughout his two volumes But it is interesting to note that for a long time it was considered a standard work, and Roth, so late as 1867, speaks of it in his Handbook of Shakespeare Music as a happily conceived work. It is a curious thing that the lyrics in the plays most popular with composers are either frankly not by Shakespeare or are very doubtful the one most frequently chosen take oh take those lips away from measure for measure has been set according to Roth eighteen sixty seven seventeen times and according to a work not quite truthfully describing itself as a list of all the songs and passages in shakespeare which have been set to music thirty times now the second verse hide o hide is undoubtedly by fletcher from the bloody brother and it is likely that shakespeare merely quoted the first verse without acknowledgment as he often did the next in order is orpheus with his lute Roth gives it sixteen settings and a list of all the songs, etc., twenty-two. the latter boldly states, by John Fletcher. Act Three, Scene I is part of the Fletcher portion of Henry VIII. Shakespeare wrote only one thousand one hundred and sixty-eight and a half of the two thousand eight hundred and twenty-two lines of the play. The rest are Fletcher's. The editors responsible for this note are F.J. Furnival and W.G. Stone. Come Live with Me, Merry Wives, has been set according to Roth sixteen times, and according to the list, eighteen, the words being quoted from Kit Marlowe. The Willow Song from Othello roth six and the list eleven is much older than shakespeare and is quoted by him from a long poem now in percy's relics very naturally since these dates eighteen sixty seven and eighteen eighty four many other settings of songs from shakespeare's plays have been made still these four Two certainly not Shakespeare's, and two quite doubtful Shakespeare's, keep ahead in the list of music composed for or concerning the plays. I have referred to the list, and think it only fair to give an account of it. It was published for the New Shakespeare Society, and compiled by J. Greenhill, the Rev. W.A. Harrison, and F.J. Furnival but unfortunately it was published in 1884 and has not been brought up to date. Here one may find that composers were not content with juggling and altering Shakespeare's perfect lyrics, but chose chunks of blank verse and snippets of sonnets to set, for no earthly purpose that I can see. Some of the composer's selections are quite incomprehensible. Why R. J. Stevens should have chosen Prospero's magnificent lines beginning the cloud-capped towers, the gorgeous palaces, and made them into a glee for soprano, alto, tenor, tenor, bass, bass, passes my wit to understand. Also, why Sir Henry Bishop chose sonnet 109, oh never say that i was false of heart lines one to four and thirteen to fourteen or sonnet twenty nine when in disgrace with fortune lines one to four and nine to twelve with several verbal alterations All this tends to show that the composer could not have had the smallest conception of the sonnet form, to cut and chop it about as he has done. Personally I think that no sonnet ought to be set to music, but I know that quite good musical authorities differ from me, and I am content to say that either the whole sonnet or none of it, must be set. It is impossible to cut a word or a sentence out of a sonnet without spoiling its form and balance, and if these essentials are gone, how can it make a perfect song? End of section 28 Recording by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey End of Shakespeare and Music by Christopher Wilson